everybody. It's the Ad 84 Show live here on this very last or second to last day of 2020. The riddance. As always, to the right of me, Adam the Mallet. And uh, yes, this will be the last show of this very interesting year, if you will. Good. A, year right. has, a year that has transformed the show into uh, ways that we couldn't even imagine going into it uh on january 1st of last year that's true we yeah. discovered new things if anything this actually enhanced the show i think we, we were able to broaden our audience a bit that's true. never heard of zoom never it's heard of last zoom. Year. never heard of zoom skype was seemed very obscure and very um hard to do because we had attempted Skype in the past and you always required two computers and you had to go into a mixer board and it wasn't very, it wasn't very user friendly to get. <laughs> now, um, I think we did a couple of shows of Skype, but we didn't go live with them. I think we just kind of recorded them and I put them up later. But yeah. the Zoom actually is, it works very well with the interface of the Mac where it can actually take the audio from Adam and I, or take the audio from Adam and mix it with the audio of me going through the input and give it to you guys out there into the interwebs without me having to use a second computer, which is saves. It's so easy, right? True. I got a question. Is it so easy that Eric can figure it out? <sighs> it's that easy that Eric can figure it out, but he just doesn't figure it out. And he doesn't even watch the show because we talk about him so often on the show that you think that he would just dial in because he has the link. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he can join us anytime he likes. He could. Good. That'd be great. I would say over the show, this year, uh, we did, uh, so we're at episode 163. I think we started the year on episode one, 110. We did about a little under 50 shows this year, which is pretty good because considering um, we do a show a week, so you're really striving for 52 shows. I think we did a show pretty much, I think we did 48 shows in 2020, which is pretty damn good, I'd say for us. Uh, part of one of our better years. We haven't hit a 52 rate on year yet, but we're getting there. Um, but hey, it's something good. We brought in guests that we never usually had. We never had guests before. Yeah. You know, we just had people who were in the studio with us, sitting in my living room when we used True. to do it there. So we never actually had a physical person on the show broadcasting, which was cool. Which we figured out how to do that, which is good. Um, I got the studio built here at the uh, compound, and uh, Adam's yet to we've, we've yet to have him here live at the compound, which is fine, but we'll yeah. get there. That's the next you, step. You moved in by like a cunt hair of when everything went to hell, like literally like the last week before everything went February to hell. February 28th, <coughs> I moved into the house. Uh, March 6th, me and Sue went to the Celtics game, and on March 7th, everything shut down. When did we go to the Celtics game? Remember that? January. That was January? Wow. Yeah, it was like the last week in January, me and you went, and then because me and Eric were going to the Lakers game the following week. Yeah. So in a matter of like two months, me and you sat courtside at a Celtics game, very normal-like. Um, you got technically hired at the company, but we didn't start yet. Yeah, I got and, a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean... There have been some silver linings and everything, but overall, it's like goodbye. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was definitely a trying year. I think 2020 is a year that only <laughs> strong survived. So if you had willpower and you were, you were optimistic and a little smart, I think it was a nice check. You know, every once in a while, you need a life check to get you back into on the rail a little bit, you know? 
Yeah, I like those checks to last like a week, a month. Yeah, not true. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes you get arrested. Sometimes you're on probation. Sometimes you get, you know, suspended <laughs> from something. But those are like minor life checks. This was a pretty, you know, you know, catastrophic life check. This pretty much uh, put you everything into perspective, which I think it's good in a way, not good sense that the whole world got shut down and people, tons of people died, but good in the sense of the way that people who were like um, strong-minded like you and myself yeah. uh, were able to uh, learn from the experience, I believe, adapt. And, and adapt and uh, prepare, I believe, are the two, three important things to do. Um, I know I went into straight business mode once this all broke down thinking thinking my life as a business so how am i going to survive during a business so i you know you transfer you do things with money and financials and how you're going to pay for things and you adjust stuff and you know you do stuff like that and that basically sets you up for the future so you know in a way like you know i mean because there was more time to do things like I, you know, when I started working, you know, where you work, like I got to kind of practice before mm-hmm. I could go because I had nothing else to do at night after doing my other job and then it shut down. So it was like, I was able to do that because I had nothing else to do. You know? People usually don't have that opportunity either. And since like, it's something you've never done before. <laughs> so it was yeah. like, it was like, what? it was like teaching a kid how to walk. Like if yeah. you never walk. Um, progressing, progressing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little advantage there. So, I mean, there's a, uh, there's definitely advantages and there's definitely uh, disadvantages to 2020. Um, you know, not seeing people, not being able to do your love. And for me, it's like, I need a check like this in my life. And I go back to like, say like early 2006, uh, right before I was put on, uh, right before I was put on probation by the state of Massachusetts and wasn't able to leave the state for the entire year. I was a little, uh, little crazy with my spending on vacations and stuff. I, I was a, a 21-year-old with a credit card. Yeah. So you know how that works. But then me having to stay in the state and to adjust myself for a half a year put me into some perspective. It brought me back on the train tracks and got me back to a situation, which is cool. And then in 2020, um, I don't think it was de- derailing, but I, I'd say like I needed to focus a little more on some... I hadn't had the house yet. We just moved into the house. I was trying to focus. I had to get my family-oriented finances and... and in perspective, in a, we call it, um, things of priority and straight, which I, I mean, I say that like I was like a crackhead on the streets, but you know, thinking about it now, it's like, now you get this whole like awakening. Okay. Now I have to make sure junior's fed. I have to make sure we don't lose our more. <laughs> so it's like, you gotta, you, you use your mind and you use your, uh, ability to, uh, of lifelong of, uh, experiences, I guess you could say to, uh, you, you, you know, you get thrown in the fire. If, if you will, you know, so. that's true. And uh, people like you and I, I think are very fortunate as much as we bitch and as annoying as it is, like there's a lot of lonely people out there right, right now who, who can't be around anybody. And what about if like people who have like HIV or AIDS, like you, yeah. those people must be terrified of getting sick. Cause you're fucked. If you get sick, those people. Yeah. I think you know? the worst people right now are, I, I would rank it and worse in my perspective is a people in nursing homes especially ones with no family. Those are the worst. Like the lonely people. Yeah. I had a great aunt that was in the nursing home. All she had alive was her, uh, her grandson who lived in Connecticut. That's the only family member she pretty much had alive and she died alone. I mean, well, she had a couple sisters and stuff, but no one was relatively located to her. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this is years, this is a few years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those people, you know, have no one. Now you're really isolated. So you don't even have the people you're, you associate with at your nursing home because now you all have to isolate. Those are probably the worst off. 
Uh, people who are sick, coming back from cancer, people have cancer, HIV, like you said, any diseases like that, it's definitely a really trying time for yourself where you have to really stay isolated. Um, yeah, fucking, it's just not anything good. Uh, and that's the we, uh, Yeah, I would agree. We are very fortunate to be in the situation that we're at. Um, you know, since we were able to pull out of this whole uh, debacle, if you will. Sucks though, you know. I mean, we made it. We made it, I guess, so far. Yeah. No, I mean, even though things aren't going to change anytime soon, at least uh, you know a shift is starting, and hopefully by mid-year, twenty twenty-one signifies hopefully a shift. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, hopefully. You know. Yeah, like in theory, things should get better, right? I mean, yeah, they should. You look Not at the picture; everything should kind of work out the way you want it to be. Um, but. So, in perspective to this, we have a guest joining us tonight uh, who should be joining us about 10 to 15 times now. I told him quarter past eight to log in, so yeah. let's give him a couple, give him all 10 minutes or so. Uh, he does a, a vlog, as you and I both run YouTube pages. He has two runs a YouTube page, and he specializes in dead malls. Yeah. So, on his page right now. Yeah. And what the funny thing about it is, too, it's like dead malls were a thing, you know, a year ago. But this pandemic has really almost put the nail in the coffin. <laughs> no, it really has. Stuff like this. I mean, because you think about it, it really, the people who never did online shopping, who just never tried before, um, like our parents, for example, my grandmother, for example, doing her online grocery shopping, a 90 year old lady would never have thought of to do this because she, she likes her routines, is forced to do it because you can't leave the house. You know, our parents who are up there in age, forced to do stuff like this. Christmas, you know, people who didn't do the Christmas shopping typically online, a lot of them did it online for the convenience of not actually having to leave in the house. And even if you weren't getting delivered to your house, the whole like uh, pull up app, you pay, you buy, you pull up and they put it in your car thing is something that's not going away because that's just way too convenient, especially I never thought of it before until I had my kid in the back seat and realized if I just bought the shit online and pull up to the spot, I don't have to get out of my car. That means I don't have to take him out of his car seat. I don't I have to put him in a car seat. I don't have to keep him entertained in the store while I shop. And I don't have to get him back in the car seat. All I have to do is pull him to the spot. If he's sleeping, he's still sleeping. I open my door and they put the stuff in for me. Yeah. Never I mean, would have thought of that in a million years. I mean, it's always been there, but I've always looked at it like, uh, like it's always had its designated pickup areas. But I was always yeah. like, uh, but now using it, I'm like, God, I could just get like, pick up some food somewhere, eat my lunch while I wait for my shit. Yeah, it's very simple. It's, it's, like, it's too simple. And you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about searching the store for the shit like you know like because if their inventory says there's one on hand well that could be in the back room that could be behind the counter that could be, on yeah, the could be anywhere but when you look at it it's like well they know where it is at some point right so they're just gonna find it for you so you don't have to even do that anymore you know yeah i do like window shopping i i i always i was getting into this before all this shit happened where i would go into a store and look for the shit physically and then while I was in the store, look on like Amazon or like uh, or any website for that matter, and see if I could find it for cheaper. Yeah, because they'll and price match most places. They would either price match or just buy it right there while I'm just <coughs> online and just wait for it to come to my house in the next day or two. If I didn't really need it, then you know what I mean. Yeah, because especially with like Radio Shack going out of business and then like kind of the hobby of doing like what we're doing right here, where like you need an adapter, you need a wire, you need some kind of like I'm always buying adapters. I have a box of adapters going to quarter inch to half inches, wires, stuff like this. 
that when you like you we say we do this show live or like at a restaurant somewhere, you need like certain adapters that you wouldn't. But where do you go? Radio Shack. Where do you Radio go now? That Radio Shack's gone. I mean, you can go to Best Buy and maybe find it, but yeah. if you're lucky, right? Um, it's actually Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Radio Shack. They really overstayed their welcome. I'm surprised they even lasted as long as they did. You know. Well, I think their problem is with Radio Shack is they were desperate. A desperate attempt to survive was merging with Sprint to become like a Sprint re- retail. I think that was their big thing. Yeah. Um, but as a, a, a electronic store, people like myself, DJs, people who are into <laughs> electronics, utilize that store quite often. As, as I used to, you know, a couple of times a month, I would go to a Radio Shack to get what I needed. Because I, I needed adapters. I needed wire. I needed stuff I couldn't find you know, easily like at a Home Depot or at a Best Buy. I need like, you know, specific stuff, right? I think they're um, back, by the way. They have a website. They're back. <laughs> you can get stuff on Radio Shack, but I think they're elite to the yeah, game but- because I can get the same shit on Amazon for cheaper. And that's the problem. Yeah. Like, it's like, and I think a lot of companies did that too. Like they came, they would like Sears attempted that at the very end to go an online, you know, store. But it's just the name. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like the same, like Circuit City's back. Yeah, yes, but it's like, yeah, but they, you, they had the opportunity. These stores had the opportunity. That's the fucking <laughs> Like, they were around way before Amazon. They could have been, Sears and Robux is a hundred and something year old company that could have been Amazon before Amazon. They had the catalog. You had the Sears catalog. You got every quarter, right? And all you had to do was digitize that, that catalog and you were in the game. And now they're gone. Never yeah. to be seen again. Let's see. And I, and I will say, it's very rare when a company f- like files for bankruptcy, but yet like they crawl, actually get out of it because they don't change their spending habits. Like you'll still have the CEO who has a jet who flies all over the place. Like if you're going to file to get out of bankruptcy, you have to make changes. And a lot of these companies don't learn anything from it. So they eventually go out of business. Absolutely. You know? Sorry, I'm just texting that guest right now. Oh, no problem. I see if you'd have him join the waiting room and we'll bring him in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's imagine being like the CEO of Sears and just being like, oh, I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. I mean, there are companies that have made it that have like survived bankruptcy. It's right like Marvel. I'm, I'm looking right now. Marvel yeah. within 96 was bankrupt. Uh, like as in Converse. The yeah. Uh, Delta. Oh, airlines. Obviously. Well, airlines are. Yeah, I think um, – let's see. I'm, I'm going on a limb here. I'm pretty certain that, like, Marvel survived uh, – Converse survived because they were bought by Nike. Yep, they are. Yep. And uh, uh, Marvel was survived because I think they intermingled with another company. Then they, they kind of merged with their – well, because they were strictly comic book, but I think they actually kind of sold the rights to do, like, other th- – and now it's Disney. <laughs> I mean, Disney, yeah. really. I'd have to look into Hope. Hostess. That's another one. They um, they were acquired by a private equity firm in 2012 for bank. They invested 375 million in them. Oh, the Twinkies. Yeah, Hostess. Yep. Yeah, put put my uncle out of business. My uncle got laid off because he was he was working for a company that was that was merged with. Um, I believe they had an, an affiliation with Hostess and stuff. He delivered kind of like all that stuff, like the like bread. It was a bread company that he worked for that did also host. And then when they went bankrupt, they kind of went on their own. And like they, they, the Twinkie died, and the Twinkie was, who knew the Twinkie was is 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 a is a item in which people were like, this will survive forever. You know what I mean? The Chicago Cubs. 
Went bankrupt? In 2009, yeah. Really? I know that the Mets went bankrupt in 2009 because of Murdoff, the bad investments. Yeah, that was bad. Who's yeah. our friend? Who's our friend on June 1st? Bobby. Bobby B. Bobby Benia. Benia. Do you know the you know the story about the whole how the owner of the the Mets thought that they were gonna get like eight percent back on yeah. the investment, but they were slam paid dunk. Bobby yeah. B four, so they were gonna make four percent on the investment over the course of twenty years or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know it was Bernie Madoff, who is yeah. the guy. Imagine being that certain. Imagine being that certain. Like, been, and it blowing oh, up in your face. I've been that certain sometimes on certain things. <laughs> It's blown up my face. Not billion dollar certain, but like lifestyle and life goals certain, and it didn't work out. I think we all have, but when it's financial, woo, that could take a long okay. time to recover. All right, so our guest is here. Let's bring him in right now. Let's do it. He'll join us uh, in a second here. There he is, right there. Anthony, can you hear us? Hey, Anthony. Hello. Can you hear us? Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? It's Anthony C <laughs> from Aces Adventures. How you doing tonight? All right, man. Tired. <laughs> yeah. Where are you at? Where are you based out of anyway? So I'm very curious because Buffalo, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Should I take my sweatshirt off now? Or in- <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's all good. You know, you guys had your, you know, reign of the division my whole adult life. So it's time for us to have at least one year of fun. <laughs> well, Adam and I remember in our adolescence, I don't know how old you are. We're in our 30s, but we remember <laughs> the majority of our early years that the Buffalo Bills were the dominant team of the, a- uh, the uh, AFC East or at the time. Yeah, I guess it was the AFC East. It was always the AFC East. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I guess it's just a change of the God, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I'm 37. So I, I oh, remember. I, I remember the the year. I was young. I was a kid, you know. So I vaguely remember it. But uh, yep. it's, been a long, it's been a long time coming, man. So we'll see what happens. We look pretty good. I actually own a piece of your uh, stadium, New Era Field. Uh, I bought a piece of turf when it was for sale uh, over the oh, really? uh, over last one. What did I buy? Cool. February or March? The only yeah, reason I, like that. I the only reason I bought it was because I, Tom Brady may have stepped on that piece of turf at some point so <laughs> yeah and, and probably one of those blowout wins for the patriots yeah back in the day yeah but so, uh, yeah. thank you for joining us tonight uh i follow sure. your uh channel very often um into the dead malls very uh, very uh it's just, i i i worked at a mall for 20 years give or really? take, and uh i watched a mall that i worked at um, go from being one of the top malls in the Boston area to literally one of the worst malls in the Boston area too. So uh, I think that's how I got fascinated. But how did you get involved into just kind of exploring dead malls and stuff like that? Um, you know, I think I've always – I don't think I ever really truly figured it out. Like I, uh, I've been doing it for, gosh, five years this April. is my five-year anniversary of the channel. And, you know, I'm, I'm 37, so like I grew up with malls and, you know, going to arcades and, you know, hanging out when malls were in their heyday. And I think it's part, it's part, I love exploring. I love traveling. I, lo- I love seeing new places. It's part nostalgia. Like it's part me reminiscing about, you know, when I go into these places that are still look like they're from the eighties, it's kind of like a, like a time travel, like back to, you know, what things used to be like. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's the closest thing to tr- time travel you can get. So it's kind of a, a nostalgic thing, but also, I mean, you know, Dan Bell was around, he was the guy who really popularized, popularized the genre and, <clears throat> um, he was like the inspiration for me. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like, I can do this. You know what yeah. I mean? So I just, I started doing it and technology, you know, 
I'm just an average guy here. I live in an apartment, you know, I, I nowadays with an iPhone and, you know, some editing skills, I went to school for graphic design. I'm like, I can do this and put together some, you know, half-assed videos and I was off and running, man. Yeah. So. I, I was going to say, I was like, yeah, Dan Bell. That's how I found you, actually. I was watching a bunch of Dan Bells. Uh, Adam and I were kind of, I guess we go back to what, 2016, we found Bright Light, uh, Bright Light uh, Films, right? Oh, bright, bright, sun. bright sun, yeah, bright, bright sun films, yeah. Yeah, we had Adam, Jacob. Jacob, yeah, he was actually we, we had him. We had him on the show back in uh, 2017. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he did via you know telephone. He called in stuff, and it was right before he started getting really, really big stuff. But mm-hmm. um, Adam introduced me to him, and then I was watching Dan Bell at the same time uh, because I was living in the DC area, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, it was all these dead malls around there. It was in the two of us kind of coincided. They we didn't realize that um, Jake and Dan were actually good friends. And then we kind of just started watching all these YouTube. And that's how I actually I started getting really into watching YouTube videos. And then I found you, um, you, Sal, from uh, the, the Discord. He's the other one, right? Does it, yep. you know? Yeah, Sal, yeah. Um, but the, the, between you two and Dan, um, I started just watching in malls. And it was funny because I was you guys were doing malls that I've been at before, like over my uh, travel adventures. And I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. I remember being in those mall and just saying, like, like you said, it was like going into a time machine. Everything was just kind of like, oh, you know, it's like a time capsule. Um, I do have a question. I'm always curious to know, like, I know, like, I like being in checking out like abandoned stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's cool. Like you said, it's kind of like a time machine. But mm-hmm. like my biggest worry has always been not like ghosts or anything, but like homeless people. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been freaked out of getting stabbed by a homeless person. That's like my number one fear going to a place. Have you ever run into... Like been like ran to other people. I'm sure you've ran into other people exploring too. But have you ever run into somebody who you're scared of? Um, you know, so yes. Uh, so there's al- there's always a risk with that. I've been fortunate. So a couple things. So in the in the five years that I've been doing this, I've never been arrested. I've never gotten any tickets or for trespassing. I've never broken into a place. Scouts honor. I don't do that. The most I ever did was I peeled a board back that was already hanging off the ledge. I I will not vandalize a place. That's that's not that's not who I am. But but. In St. Louis, we were there over the, or, well, Florissant, Missouri, the Jamestown Mall that I did over the summer. We were coming out of the food court area, and we saw a person in the distance. And I'm thinking, oh, sh- crap, it's either a cop or it's somebody who lives there. And it, it, it was a squatter. And he was a little bit, you know, kind of on guard a little bit. Then I said, hey, we're, we're just here taking pictures. You know, if this is your spot, we don't want to bother you. And he was super chill. But But I still, like... It made me a little uneasy because you don't know, you could have a gun or something. You don't know what yeah. to expect. So we, we, we wandered around the mall for an hour or so. And then um, he, so the funniest thing is um, he, he did live there because he had bags of food all around the mall. He, he was living in the mall. And this, we're talking a place that no human being should be living in. Asbestos yeah. mold, what, you know, vandals. So he, he took us to an entrance that he wanted to take us out and the door wouldn't open. And I'm, and I'm like, why is he doing this? And I realized it was because he didn't want us to know where his true entry to the mall was mm. to protect his safekeeping. So oh, once he, re- yeah, once he realized that that door wouldn't open, he took us to the real spot where he was getting in. And this is going to sound kind of gross, but I swear this is true. So he took us to his, there was a roll up gate by this, this, the Sears, right? And I'm not even kidding you. There was a pile of crap on the, lined on the floor. And the reason for that is because it would deter people coming in and trespassing and bothering yeah. him. Yeah. So, so yes, we have, 
uh, ran into somebody there and then we heard things and I thought I saw somebody in a couple other places. Um, the mall that I just did a few weeks ago in uh, Kansas, actually my mm. friend filmed for me, uh, the police would not go in there because the squatting problem was so bad and there was even rumors of trafficking. And two days ago, that mall caught on fire. I seen that on your uh, Instagram with the, yep. <laughs> about yep. the mall catching fire. Yeah. So yes, we have. It's very gone girlish. I'm seen the movie Gone Girl when he, she went to go buy the gun at the abandoned mall with the squatters in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you think and, of that. <laughs> not not just homeless people too, but I mean, there are people don't realize. Like, I mean, I'm sure some people do. Like the risks that we take doing this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, we we try to abide by the law. When you're in these malls, it's it's a it's a fine line of trespassing. But we have no ill intentions. We're strictly just there to to capture these and encapsulate you know these images for people to see. Yeah. But I mean, even going back to my early days, like going in Rolling Acres was scary as hell. I mean, that was that I was terrified of that place because yeah. you had gangs there. You had in one of the storefronts. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, that place was, I mean, you had a guy who electrocuted himself trying to steal copper. You had a the Craigslist killer buried their victim behind the mall. And then you had a woman who hung herself in, in the in the woods behind the mall. So, I mean, we, we, we've seen everything. So, it's, yeah, there's a lot of risks. Was that the mall that uh, Dan Bell was filming in that he got the cops came and visited him when he was there? That's the, yes, that the Rolling Acres really, really legitimate, legitimized the, the, the genre of that, that blew up. And yeah, he got stopped by cops while he was there because he yeah. parked his car right in the front of the mall, which hindsight, he probably wouldn't have done. But yeah, Rolling Acres is, is really what set it off. It, it's uh yeah, I've never done some, I've done several malls that are dying or malls in general for that matter. I've mm-hmm. never done an abandoned one. Um, I always have the sense of, you know, like it's just kind of odd. Like I, for me, I feel. I, I mean, as a kid, you go into abandoned houses and buildings and stuff like that, and you just kind of whatever. But like, I, like I said, the risk I think was too scary for me to like go and encounter. You know, like you said, squatters, homeless people, criminals, for that matter, mm-hmm. who are just calling at their stake. Um, I just can't imagine. Like, what would you do? Because who are you gonna call, right? Like at that point, you know, you're not even supposed to be there. What's the process of actually, you said you've never really broken in and you're, you're not, you know, you have no intention to do that. So what is the process of actually legally going to some of these abandoned places? Like, how do you know who to contact? You know? So it, it's a, it's a, there's, there's a variety of things from taking chances to getting permission. So there are, there are places I've gone to that are just left to rot. So for example, Jamestown mall, no one watches it. It's just a free for all. So it's, you know, the wild west so to speak mm-hmm. and then there are places that are watched and, and are guarded that i have contacted people and you know admittedly use a little bit of my clout with my channel and all that because they can see what i do and what i'm about and they've let me in and there are places where honestly like i said i've i've, I've stuck in like i've found ways just to kind of sneak in behind a door or something and and taking the risk you know of you know getting caught or whatever but um so it, it's a variety of things and more times than not, mall owners are very against letting you in because they right. view it as a negative and they don't want to shine a negative light on their product. product. But in hindsight, if they had, I mean, if they had half a brain, they would realize that, you know, I've got a substantial audience and a couple of times I've had realtors contact me and want to get in touch with these people about buying and redeveloping their property. So I've kind of been a, you know, a scout, so to speak for them, but yeah, yeah it, it, it's always a battle, man. It, there, there are several places that I wanted to see that I just... I just don't have the money to and just can't get to that I've been torn down and stuff. Um, like um, uh, I wanted to get back out to your area to see Swansea mall, which yeah. is still standing. It, it's just tough, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. 
So the Swansea Bowl, actually, I worked at for uh, I worked there two or three different times when I was working at them. I was working at for Finish Line sneaker mm-hmm. company back in like huh. high school. That's funny. Home. I was a store manager for Finish Line. Really, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I worked at uh, probably every store in the Northeast as a star. I was a stock lead. And oh wow! From like sixteen to twenty-seven years old, twenty-six years old. Wow. Yeah, they got me all the way up to uh, Bangor, Maine, to Albany, New York. I did the Connecticut stores and stuff. Nice. So to me, like being in a mall was always kind of a connection because you do the back hallways, you got to see the intricate details of the mall. I'm an architect major and I wanted to specialize in mall design, which mm-hmm. thank God I didn't because it's not an extinct feature. <laughs> but uh, when I was back, you know, when I wanted to do what I wanted to do, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, malls were a happening thing, you know, mid 90s, late 90s, you know, things were starting to, you know, develop. And it was like the thing I grew up with. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Same yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a cool it's it's a cool idea. You know, you, you grew up with this thing. You know, we all seen mall rats and stuff like that. But, um, but the Swansea Mall, I, I remember working there back in two thousand four for a few times. And it was a dead mall in two thousand four. Um, it was very like, it was one of the most rundown malls in the area. And uh, when I knew they were closing it, I I missed getting in there before they closed, like by like a week and a half. And I was doing a job, and I was down there. I was working for a company. They had me on the road a lot. So I popped into the parking lot and I remember I have a video I, I did where I kind of just did around, I did a perimeter of the mall and kind of poked in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird because that is like really the only mall they had in that area of like the, they saw it, they call it the South coast of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess they have the Dartmouth mall as well, which is more focused towards the college students, but like then a few towns over you have the Swansea mall and I, I feel like every town or every region has that. They have the mall that everyone goes to, and then they have like the, you know, the step, the redhead step brother that, of the mall that, you know, that's there, but has like the secondary stores and the mom and pop stores, and it's not that popular. And, you know, I mean, up here in, uh, if you ever make, I don't know if you ever made it up to the Liberty Tree Mall up here in Danvers, Massachusetts. So Liberty Tree Mall and the North Shore Mall are like, Adam, what would you say, about a half a mile apart from each other? Oh, yeah. Give yeah, take. No, they're very close. They're walkable. And they're literally night and day. At one point, the Liberty Tree Mall was a little more dominant in the early 90s. And then they were both owned by the same. There was three malls up in the North Shore owned by the same guy. It was the Squillin Mall in Saugus, which is a dead mall. Liberty Tree mm-hmm. Mall and the North Shore Mall. Eventually, they all sold off to Simon. And when they did, they did a, uh, a reno- right before they signed, uh, sold to Simon, they did a renovation. All, four, all three malls were up to pot. They were really good, popping. They had different varieties of <laughs> And then uh, this, the Liberty Tree Mall just slowly died. The, the Square One Mall slowly died. But the North Shore Mall was able to obtain some, you know, upper class, upper middle class kind of, um, you know, customers and whatnot. And that's essentially what it is now. It's all like the high-end stores. is the Nordstrom's, the Macy's and stuff like that. Whereas Liberty Tree Mall, the anchor store is, you know, they have a Best Buy. They used to have an Ann and Hope. And now it's a liquor store. That's their anchor store. Uh, Kohl's and stuff like that. And that mall... Uh, I remember walking to the Liberty Tree Mall as a kid and being like, well, all right, this is a pretty, it's a decent mall, you know, and then now I walk through it now and they have abandoned corridors that you walk for like, you know, I don't know, thousands of feet of just abandoned storefronts and it's just so depressing. It's like, you know, you grew up in a certain place and I always walk by because I, I used to go with my grandparents. I know there was a KB toy store right here, you know, and there was another store. You kind of remember the stores that were there and then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you know, stores you bought rubbers in before you met some girl at college and the store you've got a coffee at, you know, stuff like that. You're walking through it. It's like, now they're gone. It's just like, it's just a memory at this point. I remember, 
I had my first Sorry, kiss. Yeah. I, had, I had my first kiss in a mall arcade, sitting on the Sega Outrun machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, some aren't dying though. Like, look at the Burlington Mall, for example. That place is packed, mm -hmm. always, still. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I thought malls were dying. Like, how is this place still fun? Like, the parking lot, you come off the off-ramp, and it's like stack of cars. Yeah. Uh, so, Anthony, what do you think with the Faith Demolish? Do you think, essentially, what's going to happen is that they're going to be a minimum amount of them, but there'll still be malls, but it won't be as many malls as there are now? Or do you think there's going to be a, a renaissance and these dead malls are going to develop and be something kind of new? I mean, me and all of my, you know, dead mall discord buddies have thought, I've talked this over to, to no end trying to figure out what the exact answer is. And the exact answer is, I don't think there is an exact answer. You can only point to certain things. I think there are different reasons in different areas why malls are either failing or succeeding. Is Amazon hurting malls? Yes. But is Amazon the main reason? No. Mm -hmm. The main reason why malls are failing is because of ignorance by the post-war generation that all these people moved out of downtown and moved to the suburbs and every goddamn block there was a mall in some states. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Pennsylvania is the crockpot of dead malls. It seems like every 10 miles there's a dead mall. So what I think eventually you're going to see is they're never going to go away. You know, a mall is is going to evolve into what I think it should have been in, in, the, in the first place, which is a communal gathering. It's just there were so, there were too many communal gatherings so you had direct competition i mean in pittsburgh pennsylvania you had century three and you know all these malls that were within just a few miles of each other competing against each other you know what i mean um so the mall is never going to go away it's just going to become i think like a regional thing where you're going to see less um for example in the buffalo area here we have five malls which is way too many for a population of just over a million people mm -hmm. so you have the one main mall which is the walden galleria which is which is doing well um, and then that, that's probably going to be the only one that's left. The other four around are, are going to be gone. So they're not, they're never going to go away. I mean, you know, and the other problem too is not to go off on a tangent, but it is like, in my opinion, I know everybody's different, but a mall is an aesthetic experience and they have done such a piss poor job aesthetically nowadays. I don't know who came up with this idea that white and sterile is the way to go. Cause yeah. holy shit, like it's, know, it's right? ugly. It's yeah. ugly. Like, if you guys saw the video I did on, on the American Dream Mall a few weeks ago, yes, yep. I mean that place. It looks like a damn hospital. You're, mm -hmm. you're right. It's and the crazy thing about that mall is um, the the group that built it originally built a totally different colorful design, the neon had lights it, and everything and stuff. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Had it completed, spent all the money, and then gutted it out again to make it the, the whitewash piss pot that it is now. So Terrible. it's just I guarantee you, like. Um, when I heard that uh, Stranger Things was filming season three in Atlanta, I, I got an insider tip from a buddy that works for Netflix. I didn't tell nobody that, but I, I got a tip. So mm -hmm. I went down there, snuck on the set, which was a crazy experience. And <laughs> and and that mall, as you if you guys you guys saw the third season, right, with the Starcourt yeah. Mall and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those I don't know. Can we can we swear on here as well? Oh yeah, you swear. Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. dumb those dumb motherfuckers. They 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 got rid of that set. Do you know how much money they would have made if they would have kept that set up and running as a tourist attraction? Oh, big time. Yeah. If, if they opened a mall in 2020, a brand new mall, and the condition of the mall was every single storefront and every adamant had to be an aesthetically pleasing storefront. I guarantee it would do well. I guarantee Absolutely. it would do well. Because because a, a mall is, is is you know we as humans it's it's a visceral experience you know we react to certain colors for a certain reason we react to smells why do you think in Vegas all the casinos have those strong smells exactly. you know what I mean it's just but you go in these places and, and they all look the damn same you got the carpet the white ass walls it's just 
I, I don't understand what they were thinking. I don't know about where you are, but I, I feel like here there's definitely more of a push now for the outdoor strip mall. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a trend. I mean, I could see that kind of sticking around for places that are warmer climates. Mm-hmm. Um, but places that are colder, people want to be indoors. Yep. You know what I mean? So I feel like the mall will I'm, always still. And that's the thing. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that that that's happening in the Northeast is something because this, like, for example, one of the biggest malls in the Boston area is the North Shore Mall. Mm-hmm. That mall started as an outdoor strip mall in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And they closed it in and they expanded over the years and stuff. And then now all of a sudden they're actually redeveloping the mall. So it's partially uh, indoor, partially outdoor. Then we have this big development up in Linfield, which is all yeah. outdoor. Linfield Village. Yeah, the village. I don't fucking understand. Why, why? I don't want to be outdoors in, in New England. In, in Buffalo, it's even worse than Boston with the snow and stuff. Like, why do you want to be outside? It makes no sense, right? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get, it. I, don't, I don't get it. Maybe, maybe it's something to do with rent. Maybe they feel they have more control. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know that. I don't know if you guys have this company in Buffalo, but Benderson um, Associates is a, is a, real, uh-huh. a, a huge realty company here in New York. Okay. And there, and there are there are strip plazas all over Buffalo that are completed, but they're empty. Really? Okay. So I just makes no sense. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It, make, it makes you wonder, you know, some of the decisions that they, that they made. I mean, if you could go, if you could wind the clock back to 1980 and you had a fortune teller, I mean, you wonder if they would make these same decisions and build yeah. so many damn malls, you know. It's funny you talk about the American Dream out in New Jersey. I was waiting for that mall to open for about 15 years. I remember as a kid, I mean, I guess I was, I, I used the word kid loosely. I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were developing that, I mean, they started developing that in 96 and then, you know, it didn't actually start coming. So they started building, you know, giant, the new giant stadium and the MetLife stadium, whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I used to drive to Florida every year as a kid with my parents. So we, we drove from Boston to Fort Myers and we'd obviously go to Jersey Turnpike, the right, you would see, you know, the Meadowlands and you'd see giant stadium to a far. And as it got older and spring breaks and stuff, we'd continue doing the driving down to Florida and checking out and everything. We spent a lot of time. And, uh, you know, you know, New York, area, New York City area of New York. And as a kid, you know, just going down there just because it's four hours from Boston. And um, when I seen them developing that mall and in like 2007, 2006, I was really getting into like malls in general, exploring malls, checking out malls and, you know, the Mall of America and, you know, the Edmonton Mall up in Canada and stuff. Mm-hmm. Big ass yep. mall, King of Prussia Mall mm-hmm. in uh, southeast Pennsylvania. And they were coming up with this idea of American Dream, and they're going to have, like, an amusement park in there, and they're going to have an indoor ski slope, and they're going to have all this shit. And, like, this is right before the recession, right before everything crashed. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait to go see this freaking mall. Like, I want to go check this thing out. It's going, to be, it's going to be one of the biggest malls in the country, you know, four hours away from me. Mm-hmm. And because and as a kid, all I wanted to do was, after I seen Mighty Ducks, was it Mighty Ducks 1 or 2, where they were at the Mall of America? And they were like rollerblades. Every, mm-hmm. everything that, I always wanted to go to the Mall of America. And I, I, I've been there twice. And it's like a dream come true to see this freaking place. And I, and, and I was imagining that the American dream, where it was called that Xanadu at the time when they were building, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. Um, was, was sweet. So it was such a disappointment when I seen your video and other people's videos. Because me and my wife are actually supposed to go out there last summer before uh, the pandemic. We were supposed to go see the Staten Island, Staten Island Yankees. We do a lot of minor league parks. We're going to go see the Staten Island Yankees and go up and uh, check out, uh, you know, American Dream on the way home from to Boston. And then so funny, I'm, funny story. I actually want to. I actually want to go check out abandoned stadiums. I have, I have a side urbex craze for that. I got one for you if you're in the area. Uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. home of or former home of the Pawtucket Red Sox, AAA affiliate of the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Moving to Worcester start of this season, that stadium is going to be very abandoned. It's in the middle of a neighborhood. It is 
the stadium was built 1923-ish. It's one of the oldest minor league stadiums that were around. Um, Adam, you've been there, right? Many times back in the day. I've been there a couple times. Um, check that one out. That's going to be a good one to check out, too. That's going to be really, really cool. I've always wanted to check out the um, – it's in almost every movie uses the same ass – the Sherman Oaks Galleria. It's probably because mm-hmm. it's in California. But every yep. movie you watch where there's someone in a mall – I, w- I would bet money it's at the Sherman Oaks Gallery. Every it's, fucking movie. It's too bad they totally gutted that and made it an outdoor mall. They did. They really? Yeah, yeah. They, you... they totally, what you what you've seen in the '80s movies and all that. It looks nothing like that at all. Nothing. It's completely different. So there's an eighty. Well, I can't remember the name of the movie, but Dan Bell did a documentary and he he matched it up perfectly to the, the Legend of Billy Jean. Yes. Have you ever been to? That's in Houston, right? Or in that area? Uh, no, that's in, that's in Corpus Christi, Corpus way Christ. down, almost near Mexico, and I okay. want to get there, but it's so far away. Is, is that is that mall still operate uh, operational or no? no. It, it's as, as far as I know, it's so hard to keep track on all these places. But mm-hmm. as, far, as far as I know, it's just in a stasis. It's abandoned, but it's still there. Okay, because he did a, I think he did a pretty good job in matching up yeah. like the exact scene when she's coming down the escalator and all that stuff, and yeah, um, which uh, it's just so cool because Dead Mall. So I I came across deadmalls.com dot com in two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. and um, that kind of brought me into the whole dead mall genre, and that's before like you said where you live and that area of Pennsylvania and stuff. I I, I there's a lot of dead malls. I, I remember driving through Ohio. Mm-hmm. And seeing like uh, outside of Pittsburgh, about an hour west of Pittsburgh in Ohio. I forget the name of the mall, but I was there and it was a dead mall. And I was surprised how many dead malls are out in that, you know, the Rust Belt area, kind of the mm-hmm. country. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's, 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 there's a ton of them. There's a stuff, right? People wanted to build a little – instead of building one giant mall for people to come 20 miles away, they built one mall for people to come five miles away. And I guess the, the formula worked at a time. But then people were, I guess, more freely to drive long distances to go to places, you know, so. Yeah, and you know what's funny is uh, we have a mall here called the Eastern Hills Mall in Buffalo, and its sister mall is in Springfield uh, near you guys. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. Mall? Yeah, no, the, um, Eastfield, the, mall. the Eastfield Mall. That's the, the one that yeah. had those, those sick-ass square neons, and yep. unfortunately, they ripped them all out. I'm so, so, so mad. Have you been to that mall? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did a yeah. video there. I have a video. Yeah, me and my wife did a video uh, in January, right before the pandemic kind of swept over. We were out there to check that mall out specifically, and um, we did a whole walkthrough. And all I remember, I don't know if you recall this when you were there, there was a horrific smell coming from the food court from one of the restaurants. I was there early in the morning. Okay. So uh, not things weren't fully up yeah, and yeah. going just yet. So actually, quick, quick funny story. When I, I, I went out there, because I saw those neon squares, I'm like, I have to go see this mall. Yeah. And I went out there and got there early in the morning. And before that, so sometimes you have to be creative. And I, I can, you know, I'm a little bit of a hustler mentality. I can talk my way out of anything, really. So I found out the mall manager name, went there at like 830 in the morning with the mall walkers, yep. walked to the security office. And I said, hey, insert your name here, the name that I remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was expecting me. I'm doing a project for, for school. I'll, you know, she knows I'm coming. I'll, I'll be I'll be walking around the mall taking some film shots. He goes, he goes, okay, no problem. Yeah. And I notice I'm like, the neon's on. I'm like, hey, I'm like, the neon needs to be on for my shots. So this fucking security guard's walking around, turning all the neon on oh, for me. Wow. I- I'm laying on the floor, like doing like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Titanic on the ground <laughs> shots and all this stuff. And man, that that's, you know, that's, that's the experience of doing this. I will never mm-hmm. forget how I felt in some of these places I went to, like uh, Eastfield Mall and then kind of sort of in your area in Rocky Hill, Connecticut going in the abandoned aims that's still there today unbelievably 
So yeah, the experience of some of these places, I, I will never, ever forget, man. That's, that's fucking creative. I didn't even think of that. And when did you go to the Eastfield Mall? How long ago was that? Oh, that's probably late 18. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. We went, so we went January of uh, night of uh, 2020. Um, and it's funny that you said that because what we do is we have a, we, I have a one-year-old, so we have him in the baby carriage and I built this rig for my iPhone to sit on the baby carriage. <laughs> so it sits on the handle where I push so I can hit record and I have like the, the you know, the panoramic view on it and I'll just roll the baby carriage and my wife decided to get this really nice one of like suspension and stuff like this. So when it hits the bump, it kind of stays steady. So I can go through an entire mall with it on record and like I use my body to kind of hide it, you know, and I just, this, this right here is the best $350 you can ever spend. What, what is that? This is the DJ, DJI Osmo pocket. This is a, a pocket. Full, okay. Yes. Yes. A full 4k camera with a, with a full, uh, um gimbal on it and all of my videos as of the past six months are done with this this is the best thing ever invented because the cops can't or the mall cops can't see it it's it, it's steady it's it's incredible it's, so the camera is built on that no this this is just a little carrying case that it, that it sits in okay because uh, like, i have a gimbal i have a big ggi2 gimbal the thing's huge that i yes. put, you know which is not very you know <laughs> hidden as that but oh, okay Oh wow, that's actually yeah. There's there's a little cool. little dongle that goes in here that I can, I can control so you, it with. Use that entire thing, and what? And so you put your phone on that, or no? Th this this is the camera. That's this, the this camera. The, this has a memory card built into it. Oh wow! And like I said, if you've seen any of my recent videos, you can see how incredible the footage is. Yes, very um, very good. And uh, and then I'll use that for when I because like in my opinion, you know, quality is everything. Yeah. There are yeah. some people out there that do this. That it's like I get nausea trying to trying to watch yeah. them. So maybe steady, yeah. Right. So you have to be steady, and then I'll use. And then what I'll do is I'll use this when I walk through the mall and get my two or three minute clips for the body of my video, and then I'll use my iPhone for my still shots. And it's not because I, I don't, you know, I, I mean, in, in a mall you can't just whip out a Canon camera and start no. taking pictures. So exactly. you, you have to be stealthy with it. Mm -hmm. Like somebody somebody commented on me, oh, you're using amateur shit. I'm like, dude, first of all, it's 2020, and this is like cinema quality stuff almost. Mm -hmm. And B, I, you have to be stealthy. You know, I have yeah. never once been stopped by a mall cop. I've never been discovered one time. I haven't either. Knock on wood. Yep. And, and it's, you, you, you said you got to be stealthy. When I was living in D.C. and I didn't have a baby, what I would do is I had a GoPro and I had a backpack and I had the GoPro attached to my backpack and I kind of put uh, electrical tape over the light where it flashed. And this is a, uh, the, the three, the GoPro three, the old one. So I would have it there. It hit record. I'd walk in, I'd tape it to my out of my backpack and like just walk through the mall and it didn't have stabilization or anything i had to go do that all post-production and stuff on iMovie and everything to kind of keep it keep it right but now it's like i well now i use the seven sometimes when i do and i will hold the seven in the palm of my hand and i'll kind of walk because it has the stabilization built into it so it's like all right so at least i can get at least decent steady shot and i always slow down my my video anyways because i like to do i like to extend it because i do a lot of commentary and stuff um but like yeah I like Telling you about buy the Osmo, you will you will not regret it. I'm, I'm, that's on my uh, birthday list for my yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah, probably, it actually probably. just seems it seems perfect too. Cause like if you go to like on oh, like a amusement park or something like that or anything where you can just easily carry it with you, you don't have to worry about have this big giant like thing on. You know, 
And you know what's weird now is, in a, in a weird sense of irony, the past few months when I'm walking through malls, people are so concentrated on your face now with your the masks and all that that they don't even look at what you have, this little thing you have in your, your pocket. Really? Like, yeah. like, like, like one, the one time in a local mall, uh, a guy had asked me what it was. I said, oh, it's just my vape, which, which, was, which it was. I don't vape. But, I mean, it's so small they have no idea. Oh, yeah. So. Do you ever use the uh, – I know they were selling glasses that had that camera built into it. you ever use something like that? No, those, those, those are shit quality. And in yeah. my opinion, they, they wobble too much and all that. Yeah, I, right. know that I know that pre-Osmo was, was a good idea, but nowadays the, the Osmo is the preferred tool, in my opinion. Osmo's the shit. I mean, I, 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 my wife got me the handheld one for the, 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 the cell phone like, uh, like three or four years ago. And the thing, we'd use it for amusement parks, and it keeps it nice and steady. And like, I mean, the, the footage is beautiful. And you, you're filming oh, yeah. 4K. Yep. And it's like, you know, it's, it's better than having a camcorder or any of anything like that. And over the years I've adapted, I've gotten, you know, add-ons where you can have the external microphone and you have like the external light and stuff and kind of going kind of fucking crazy with it and stuff. But, um, yeah. but, the, but the ability to, 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 to video in high quality and make it, you know, watchable is, is, is unlimited these days. As long it's as you do it easier. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I have a graphic design background, and I, I've been a DJ for over 20 years. I started DJing when I was in high school, and well, how that relates to what we're talking about is the fact that um, I, and you know, as a DJ, I got really familiar with uh, with audio programs, mm-hmm. and audio programs, the layout of how you remix a song or whatever is the same thing with the video program. It's just you have a screen to look at with an image. Yeah. So that, that's how I, I mean, I'm by no means the best. Uh, my my compadre sale, he's way more thorough than I am, but you know, I, yeah, I think I do okay for my experience, but you know, it's, it's, you can be relatively unknowledgeable, so to speak, and put out a decent video, you know? Yeah. So where um, I pride myself on being a DJ is, is the music. I think my, my music is pretty kick-ass in my videos, which is what I love. So, you like the, uh, the, uh, Buffalo area ID 84 hicks. I've been DJing for about 20 something years as well. <laughs> In nice. fact, I uh, I actually probably stole. I don't know if you do weddings or anything like that, but I hijacked a wedding of yours. Um, there's a state park about a half hour outside of Buffalo. It's like it has like this giant river that runs through it and stuff. I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, 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 Letchworth. Yes. Yeah, Letchworth I, is gorgeous. I DJed a wedding there. Really. Um, in wow. uh, 2016 for a couple, and uh, they got me on uh, one of the websites I'd post and stuff like this, and. What I was doing back in the day was I was I was lo- kind of lowballing for DJ prices for weddings so I could um, expense it to go on like little trips to do like adventures and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So I lowballed them for like you know I don't know if it was like maybe six seven hundred dollars, and we went to that I did that state park. There was no cell service. There was nothing. It was like in the middle of nowhere. I end up I end up I forget where I end up staying. I stayed in Buffalo the night before. I did the the wedding and then I ended up somewhere in like Rochester or something the next night. Um, but yeah, so I so I totally understand what you. It's a virtual. You can virtually see the music, and then you can kind of you know you, you melt it in. You make your mixes and stuff like this. So yeah, it's actually he's it, Adam. He's like the uh, the Buffalo Audio over here, you know. Well, actually, he's also a little bit of the Buffalo Adam because I noticed behind you you have Funko Pops. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got like fifteen or twenty of them. You know, it's, yeah, it's just, I got, it's I got just... eighty. I was just talking to um, I was just talking to Arnie okay. about how my stepbrother's ones just came. In. Okay. Oh, all right. So this is I cool. from seven bucks a pop. I got about eighty of them. I got him a Larry Bird. <laughs> I get, I get, I get two of them. I got a Larry Bird, with nice. the, uh, the pedophile mustache, uh-huh. and I bought my wife the. Uh, she's a Saints fan. A Drew Brees one as well. 
which I have. Yeah, I, mean, I have a lot. Of, I, I have a lot of '90s nostalgia in my room. I don't know. You can kind of see my shoulder. I have a, a Roby robot from Radio Shack back in the day. The one that you used to put the little coin on and you put it in your mouth and it chomped the it chomped the money. Do you have a Teddy Ruxpin? I thought I saw a Teddy Ruxpin. No, no it's actually a Shoney Bear from the Shoney okay. restaurant. Right. Yeah, I have a bunch of you know dumb dumb nice. shit. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big kid, so um, I, I even have uh, like I, I go to I go to estate sales all the time. You guys remember this? Oh, oh yes. my god, I forgot oh, about god. him. This is the piano Max that they gave this. You could buy this from McDonald's, and the piano still worked in the box. So just you know, it's shit like that. So that's pretty cool. So so your collection is uh. Pretty uh, elaborate, like kind of like old school stuff, huh? Yeah, I, I so dead mall stuff. Um, my my apartment here where I live is pretty small, so I actually gave a ton of stuff away. I mean, I, I had like a fire sale and just said, Here you go, you can have this. I don't like the hard stuff, so I, I gave a ton of it away. But 80s and 90s stuff, yeah, I've got shit everywhere. I, I even have an 80s, 90s boom box I got in a state sale in mint condition with a dual cassette player and the whole nine yards. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Adam uh, got me into the Funko Pops probably about what six months ago. It, we're we're it's talking like, crack. like once you get one, it's like it just doesn't stop. Well, during the pandemic, <laughs> me and him were very bored. So I started my Lego <laughs> city down in my basement and I have a nice like giant city from sets I had since I was a kid. <laughs> I actually have that set, the ice cream truck. Yes. I have I haven't even opened it yet. It's still sitting here. It's a fun set. It's actually yeah. a cool set to build. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was down in my basement building Legos. Adam was out there searching for some Funko Pops, and that's how we uh, we survived during the uh, the whole shutdown for a little while. You know, you know what's funny is uh, so like I said, I'm 37, so I, I was born in '83, and to this day, I still um, what's the word? Subliminally talk like Beavis and Butthead. I don't even realize I'm doing it. I laugh, I laugh like them. I say things like them. I don't even realize it. Like I'm like. <laughs> And I won't even realize that I'm doing it. It's like, yeah, it's. So I'm going. I got, I got something on my shelf right here. You appreciate it. I'm a big '90s guy. Right. This is a. Uh, I got this at Spencer's Gifts back in oh. 1996. <laughs> it's the script. Oh wow! Beavis and Butthead uh, does Ameri- do America, and I was probably hell oh, maybe 11 years old. So I'm I'm 36. Adam's 37 mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, I, Spencer's was a big place to go to, so I I, mean, I was obsessed with this movie because it was just such like a cliche thing. You're not supposed to watch movies about it, some of us, and I remember buying the whole like it's the literally all the scripts, all the words, like what they say in the movie and stuff like this. And I've had Amazing. this probably twenty what was twenty was that twenty five years ago, so so long ago. That, that's that's, that's, my that's, that's amazing. That's I amazing mean, because Beavis and Butthead are me to a T. And their motto is, we don't give a shit. We're going to do things the way we want to. And if you don't like it, too bad. And that's my, my, my motto. <laughs> do, so you're old enough to remember the rumor where, like, uh, I don't know if your parents were like that, but my mother was like, she was like, you can't watch Beavis and Butthead because some kids burnt their house down after watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, no, my, 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 I live just my mom. Is around, my father wasn't around. So my mom never cared. I, I could do it pretty much whatever I wanted to. Actually, um, Beavis and Butthead had a couple episodes that were banned. Uh, there was one, the fire thing that got took down. There was yeah. a one where they were in Mexico that got taken down, and there was one where they played frog baseball that got taken down by PETA. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So Fucking Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because kids these days will never understand Beavis and Butthead. No matter how bad you explain to them, you, they'll never understand the concept of how like of extreme and kind of how like out of the box it was. You, know? you, guys remember, you guys remember Tom Anderson, their neighbor? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I ain't the one that's been whacking off in my tool shed. <laughs> it's basically Hank Hill. Yes, Hank Hill. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it is. That. That's, that's who was inspired. And Bo- Boomer or Boomha or whatever the one guy is, he was based off Davis's image. That's crazy. So, yep. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so one thing that me and Adam are really fancy of is uh, Office Space, another Mike Judge creation. One of my all-time favorites. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah, we one were, of my all-time favorites. I quote that movie uh, probably at least a couple times a week, easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do I got to change my name? He's the shitty one or something like that. He said, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> Nazis put pieces of flair. That's mm-hmm. my favorite one right there. Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a very under criminally underrated movie. Like, I mean, for Mike Judge's acting debut or directing debut, he did a he did a killer job. Yeah, because Mike Judge is the uh, the asshole manager at uh, Sh- mm-hmm. at Shunsky. So what the fuck it was called? It was- yeah, that, that movie is single handedly responsible for them eliminating flair at a lot of at most restaurants. Actually. Really? Yeah. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Great movie. Awesome. Yeah. But so Anthony, we were about to wrap up here, but. Holy shit, man. It was nice finally talking to you yeah, after like, watching the videos man. for all these years and kind of connecting a face to the voice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If you guys ever want me on the future, I'm not doing shit right now. So just, you know, give me a buzz. I'll be happy to join you guys because, I don't know, what, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you guys normally talk about? Just whatever on here? Or? Whatever. We, t- we yeah, have, yeah. We, sometimes we have porn stars on. Sometimes we have uh, yeah, social right activists. Sometimes we have athletes, politicians. Yeah. I mean, we fucking just do whatever. I, I've been doing this. Uh, one way or another, since when I was in college at UMass Lowell, since 2002, um, not video-wise, but audio-wise, and me and Adam met about uh, about 10 years ago off of Craigslist, and uh, we've been kind of connected since then, so it was kind of an interesting situation. Now with the pandemic, we figured out how to use Skype and all, and uh, all Zoom and all this shit, and uh, it actually kind of enhanced the show a little bit. We're actually getting some more guests and stuff that we wouldn't ever, like, obviously, you'd only be able to join us through, through audio if this was mm-hmm. back in the day, right? Now we can actually right. see each other. It's yeah. more interactive and stuff. And, yeah. You know. Well, no, no hard feeling. You know, I'll leave you with no hard feelings towards the Boston sports media. You know, Boston and Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And the Patriots probably the greatest franchise of all time in football. And I can't tell you how, how emotional it was for the Bills to finally have some, some success. In this year of 2020, you know, I lost both my jobs. I had COVID in March. It's been just a brutal year. And just to be able to go to the airport, I don't know if you saw the video, there was like 8,000 of us at the airport yeah. to celebrate something positive. It means so much to people in this area. The right. Bills are everything. And winning the Super Bowl would do wonders for this community. Uh, so, you know. I'll be honest with you. I think there's a lot of Patriots fans rooting for the Bills. And uh, the only reason I say this is because it's a local team close to us. There's a lot of history there. Um, it, it's obviously a really good rivalry over the years. You know, yep. um, myself, I'm rooting for the Bills in the playoffs. I hope you guys do well. I hope you guys take down. I hate, I hate Kansas City. I hate Pat Mahomes more than anything. I, I just want to see you guys bullet through him. Pittsburgh, I've hated him for years. And I think, uh, you know, the only team that could cause it that I would be torn between would be you and Tennessee just because of the Vabral and all like, the old Patriots on that team. Henry, but yeah. I'm going for the Bills. Fuck. I'm, I, there's no, I, I don't want to see Tom Brady win a, a Super Bowl with another team. I mean, my wife's a Saints fan, so I, I think my ideal Super Bowl would be Bills uh, Saints, if I would call it right now. So. I'd be curious to see what your fan base does because you're known for doing crazy shit like setting yourselves on fire and jumping through picnic tables. And- <laughs> I, I mean, listen, you know, I'll tell you real quick. So uh, after we won the AFC East Championship two weeks ago, there was probably 3,000 people at the airport. Yes, I know we you're not supposed to do gatherings, but fuck it, whatever. We were so it's excited. And then, and then yeah. uh, last weekend, you know, we went down there. There was like 300 of us. So it was a smaller crowd. But if, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, I guarantee there will be over a million people downtown for the parade. If we're oh, yeah. normal by that, I mean it's yeah it's and at at this moment right now as we speak at nine o'clock on Wednesday night, this moment the Bills are playing the best football in the NFL right now at this moment. Yeah. better than better than the Chiefs. 
the Bills I agree. Are, 100%, the teams yeah. have won by three, seven points. They're, I mean, maybe they're peaking. And we'll see how Cole Beasley is. Cole Beasley is very important to us. He was limping home from the airport. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. That win you guys beat up on us on Monday night was a, uh, I would say, a, a, a benchmark um, move in a win right there because that, that pretty much, I, I feel like that was the passing of the uh, torch, if you will. For the AFC East, like we, the Patriots were there for twenty someone years, and here you go. See but, you, but you, but you have no offense. I mean, Cam, you know, Cam Newton can't yeah. throw the damn ball. Yeah. You have no receivers. You have lots of opt outs. So I mean, you guys will hobble. And for for Belichick to have a, a six six win team, considering those circumstances, is nothing sort of miraculous. I got to tell you a funny story about Buffalo. Um, I was so me and my wife. So me and my my buddies will we all do like a Patriots road trip every year, and then we'll do me and my wife will do a Saints road trip. And we did uh, Buffalo uh, 2017. And uh, I got to tell you, we, we stayed in Niagara Falls and we took a bus down to Buffalo to the game and stuff. And everything was cool. And then the Buffalo fans starting to get rowdy. It was, the, it was the game that the streaker ran out. He, he mm, really got yes. naked right yep, in front Tristan. of me. Yes. My buddy Tristan. You know that guy? Mm-hmm. Yep. I get great video. <laughs> My video actually made one of the sports uh, vlogs because I was video. I go, I go, hon, is that guy getting, she's like naked? And it's, he's like, Four rows in front of me, his cock's hanging out. He just jumps the wall and takes off. And everyone's rooting for the guy to make it. I hope he gets out of this thing. And he gets like a flat note. But uh, the, the Bills fans, they're very passionate because I was wearing a, a Saints T-shirt over my sweatshirt. And I got roughed up a little bit in the bathroom. They wouldn't let me leave. And then I, I really wanted to give it to him. As I left, I pulled up my Saints T-shirt and I had a Patriots sweatshirt. And I really pissed them off. And I ran to my seats and hid. Because I was afraid I was gonna get fucking killed at New Era Field up there in Buffalo, New York. So, but yeah. you guys, fucking, I, all I can say is uh, good luck. I hope you guys uh, make it to the Super Bowl. I really do, sincerely. Um, and uh, man, it was a great talk to you. How can people? Wait, so it's Aces Adventure. Where else can they find you on the interwebs? I mean, Aces Adventures on YouTube. Uh, Aces Adventures One, just the number one on Instagram. Uh, you know, the Facebook page too, but those, those are those are the best ways to, to get a hold of me. Uh, new videos every other Friday at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, and uh, you know if they want if they want to Patreon.com/slash/AcesAdventures. Hell yeah, man! Hey, and if you ever make it up to New England, you want to go check out some more sites. Be, hit us up. We'll totally take, give you a little tour. We'll show you some stuff. Uh, check out the Gallery Mall in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Right now, they used to be a three-story mall. They closed down like the top two stories of the mall to make it like commercials to make it like business, like office space. Mm-hmm. And they're really kind of trying to reconfigure the mall and stuff. Like that's an interesting one. They want you probably want to check out too. If, so uh cool, man. stay yeah, in touch, man. It was awesome talking to you. Thank you for yeah. joining us tonight. Nice hey, you, too, you too, guys. Happy New Year. Stay hey, safe. You, we'll uh we'll, we'll, too, we'll, 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 we'll do this again soon. Hell yeah, man. Sounds good. All right. All right. So, later, man. Have a good night. All right, man. That was cool, huh? Shit. Yeah, it's like the it's ultimate so, wrapped up of everything. It's so cool because it's like I, I've been watching his videos for years. Yeah. And then to finally connect the face to the voice because the voice is very, very like, you know, you can hear it. And it's like, oh, I recognize that voice and something. It's just, you know, but he's basically you and I and living upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, he's like you and I kind of wrapped together. Yeah. Like some cool. weird, like, <laughs> It's it's funny, you notice the Funko Pops in the back. Yeah, I saw them behind him, and I'm like, I got, there's no way I can let that slide. I'm like, I got to bring this up before it's over. <laughs> Hell yeah, well, it was great to talk to you. So if you guys are out there, you want to check out some dead malls and stuff like that, uh, Aces Adventures on YouTube. Uh, I think Aces Adventures one on Instagram. Um, he's always posting. He's always got some cool malls to check out. 
Uh, him and I have checked out some similar models. He's checked out a lot of models that I want to check out eventually. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just cool little thing, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I mean, I'm kind of rooting for the bills. I, I don't know. It's just kind of, I don't know. I'll root for him, but I still have it in my head. They're going to choke. Who in the AFC? I mean, who in the AFC? I, I, I really can't. Like, if I have to root for someone, I guess the, it's them with Tennessee, right? I mean, they're coming around right now, but like, I don't know the Chiefs are just so well rounded. And I hate Pittsburgh. I hate those I two teams so bad. It's I like know. I couldn't root for them if they were if like every other team was like. Oh. <laughs> Pittsburgh looks gassed. I feel like their receivers are hitting. They have a lot of rookies. I feel like they're hitting the rookie wall. Yeah. But they'll be back next year. They'll be good yeah. again next year. So. And I got a little thing for Josh Allen too, my man. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> he looked good on Monday night. I could tell you that much. So good they benched him in the fourth quarter. That's a Tom Brady move right there. You know what I mean? But uh, fuck, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Brian uh, watching out in LA or Vegas, depending where he is. So he's watching us on uh, Facebook Live too. So you can hear your fine voice tonight, which is good. So, but uh, yeah. What you, so what are you, what are you plugging? Anything uh, interesting? Um, well, you know, I'm looking to come out of my little three-month hiatus uh, in 2021 soon. I've been doing some writing now that I can – now that I'm improving at my job, I feel like I can get in the mind space of actually doing some writing for my channel. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that, sh- that should be getting out of that soon. The world wouldn't potato me. I, was, I felt a little threatened today. I noticed that I did like 21, and then I looked at your account, and there was uh, 15. So I'm I'm getting the, the the heat is on if you will. I feel like well, because usually I, I could I could double you, but now you're catching up. So it's uh, a lot of competition when we're on the same team, man. Well, no, it, it's it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm your mentor, so I feel like I'm you are. today. I'm like best, uh, you know, I'm like Drew Blood. How well, so I do is I'm a testament ready. to you. That is true, actually. Yes. So if I was a bad trainer, then you would result that. But I was I was I was. Very impressed by the amount that you were catching up to me today. And I was actually, I felt quite threatened because I was kind of pulling off the gas a little bit. Now I'm going to step on it a little bit more. So there was one time where I think Joe, I think he was asking you to do something, but he didn't hear you. And they looked at me. He's like, there's a rush. Can you do that one? And I just, I didn't even look at it. I said, yeah, thank God it wasn't too bad because yeah. it would have been a problem. But it was, it was fine. Sometimes I'm in the zone, you know? You had your headphones on. Yeah, you were in the zone. Yeah. yeah. I usually it's it's funny that I'm doing that now because usually there's other people in the office I need the headphones for so I can kind of zone out a little bit. Yeah, that's what I do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So uh, tomorrow's New Year's Eve, uh, the last day of this uh, interesting year that we've experienced. Um, I hate to say a bad year because there's some good that came out of the year. My my little nephew was born. Um, we've uh, all found ourselves emotionally. And uh, physically, and um, it, it, it's, it's some people survive, some people don't, not physically by the disease, but like, you know, spiritually and kind of like, you know, mentally, I guess. It was a tough trying time, you know? So I feel like if you survived 2020 and you haven't gone to a mental institution, you did pretty well, you know? Sure. Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, people who will be in divorce because uh, they spent more time with their significant other than they used to. And Maybe that's a testament to uh, a blessing in disguise, if you will, because, I, you know. I also want to know how many people are getting knocked up. Knocked up, too. There's gonna how be, many, yeah, how many new yeah. babies are going to be coming, you know? I, I, you know, that's the thing. It, it, as sad as divorce may be coming out of this uh, 2020, but it's also a testament to um, the human <laughs> nature of some people who just work so much or, weren't, or apart from so much, they kind of let the marriage go for so long. 
that the divorce wouldn't come up for maybe another 20 years, but maybe you're kind of nipping it in the bud early so that you can actually live your life and be a happy, prosperous person instead of, you know, spending 20, 30 years of a person that you really didn't commit you want to be with. And then, you know, so late in your life have to find someone else. So it's a testament to, you know, spending time. If you were able to survive, if you're sniffing another for the last nine months without any issues, then you've, you guys are meant to be forever. And if not, and then this is a, you know, a little alarm that says, yeah. you know, maybe this is a, uh, a warning sign and maybe you should go off and yeah. do other things. You know, um, I feel like people have gotten closer friendship wise. I feel like uh, people have gotten closer with their children because, you know, the, you know, that's one of those things you're, you're intimate, you're closer together. Um, I feel like people who have evaluated their lives a little bit better and uh, kind of know what direction they want to go to. So, Yes, it's a virus. It, it killed 12, you know, thousand people in Massachusetts. And, you know, there's been countless deaths, you know, throughout the country and stuff. And whether your politics, you know, go one way or another, or what you believe in or what, uh, you, you know, how deadly you believe the disease is. I believe that as humans, foremost, I believe uh majority of us are good people and, uh, at the end of the day, we all end up, we're in this together, regardless of what people think. And, you know, hopefully uh, 2021 uh, brings brighter days to all this stuff. And we can look back in this 10 years from now and we can kind of laugh about how fucking crazy it was. You know what I mean? Well said, brother. Well said. So, uh, Adam, happy new year. Good buddy. Uh, and uh, I know I'll physically see you tomorrow. But uh, it's the radio world, or the yes. visual world, uh, everyone out there, happy new year. We'll see you guys fresh in 2021. And uh, as always, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, follow, watch Aces Adventures. If you like dead malls and stuff of that nature, check that out as well. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. So have a good week. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.